0: It's Golcano and the Fish. I'm Jeff Golko. I call him Golcano. I'm Sam Fisher. And I call him the Fish. Let's go. All right, Fish. I've been counting down the minutes until our next guest because he's not only become a very good friend of mine, but I'm gonna say it right here, right now, he's the hardest working person in country music, which we'll get to shortly, however, I'll also say to this day, I don't know why he and I began instant messaging each other on Facebook years ago, well before he had a record deal and everything going on. But I'm glad he did, because I have the honor of welcoming right now the one, the only Mr. Jimmy Allen to Galcano and the Fish. What's up, Jimmy? What up? we cracking. Not
1: much, Welcome, man. Welcome, Jimmy. Welcome.
0: Hey, so <clears throat> I, I just mentioned to everyone that you know you, you you're the hardest working person because. I literally have gotten tired and and needed a nap at times from from watching your travels on <laughs> social media because like before COVID at least you know it literally would seem like you would crisscross the country like in a, every day or two you know and it was like it's like you you you've made it to like the equivalent of like me driving five down the street five minutes down the street to McDonald's to go to go get a Big Mac so. I know there's no chance that you're pro- even with COVID you're sitting at home right now, so where are you today?
2: I'm in Miami right now. I uh, I started working with uh, Pitbull's Camp. I'm oh, nice. Just writing on a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I'm here right now writing for me and me and Pip doing a song together. Uh, this record, me and Yellow Wolf got, and then there's a group by the name of Monish Behavior years ago. Uh, the lead singer Prodigy, uh, I signed him. And now we're working on his record too. That's awesome. That's awesome. So,
1: then, so is this? Uh, you said you signed him too. So you have a you have an imprint or JV or something? Yeah, I have, like that?
2: Uh, I have a production company, and uh, we got awesome. a couple offers on the table as far as a, a label to go to imprint with. But I don't yeah. just want to sign my whole company to a label. I'd rather take each artist to a different label because it might be a different situation. You know. So.
1: Correct. So you're so you're doing the you're producing up the records and then you're going to go find a partner to distribute mm-hmm. market and promote the records and For you sure. work out your split that way yeah yep that's awesome that's really cool man um how how does your parent label like did you have to renegotiate anything with your parent label i mean not your parent you're assigned proper to a label right yeah so to do this jv did you have to ask out for that, get permission oh, for God. that, or did you negotiate that in the beginning? Nah, that
2: To me, that has nothing to do with that, because I'm just signed to them as a recording artist myself. Whatever I do as a producer, whatever, I can do that yeah. on my own. So, Gotcha.
1: All right. right. Man, I love nice. that. I appreciate that, man.
0: Nice. Oh, hey, by the way, congrats on uh, It's Timely on the nomination this morning for the ACMs. Um, Thank you. I will say, and you and I have had these discussions, um, you know, obviously uh, as a voting member myself, uh, I would have hoped and would have expected to see your name in uh, a few other categories, but, you know, shit, at the end of the day, you know, what matters most is, uh, you know, what fans think and, you know, you've been on fire with that. I mean, you know, two number ones so far, um, you know, I still think and I'm hoping that there's a play. I've, I've told you that, you know, in addition, obviously, best shot and, you know, make me want to, my, my two, favorites that i've probably given you the most streams for is uh all tractors and, uh, and, and underdog man like yeah. straight up
2: like actually actually told the label because i don't i don't like to live within rules man i don't like rules i don't like boxes i don't like boundaries as far as like creation goes and so a lot of times with country they think you know once you moved on past an album you can't go back and redo a single i was like oh no I said, Tractors is going to be a single probably four singles from now, but I wanted to wait till I got to a point where I was bigger so that song can have more ears on it. And by the time four singles from now we get to it, people are going to forgot that Tractors was on that record or they haven't even heard that record. So to them, it's going to be a brand new song.
0: Oh, yeah. No. And I, and I remember, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, you remember like where you were when you first heard a song and like, you know, even though I'd always been listening to your stuff, it was it was at your hometown. You did that hometown reunion show in Delaware to raise money for the uh, the school program. And I remember your family was there. And and you you know I, I also remember that night. I think literally you played like three hours straight.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, bro, my,
0: my feet were like killing me, and I kept on looking at my wife, and I'm like, how many more songs you think he's gonna do? Like, we gotta get back to Jersey. And you kept on going, but but you finished it with like all tractors, and I was just like, this song, like it it's just. Sam, if you haven't listened to it yet, it is like, it just speaks to, I mean, it's even for right now and like everything going on in this world. I mean, I think it, it's just a song. I mean, that's why I'm glad you're still considering because it, it's resonated with me. And I think it's a song that, I mean, resonate with everybody.
2: I think it's one of the songs where, because no matter where we go in the world, no matter how inclusive we get, people always have stereotypes. You know, when we think one thing, we put a certain group of people with that thing. And it's just a way to say, you know, Different people can do the same thing. You know, your sexual orientation, your skin color, your cultural uh, background, your upbringing doesn't affect who you are or what you do. Doesn't, you know, just because you're a female doesn't mean you can't be the best damn mechanic in the world. You know what I mean? mean? Just because you're a man, you know, with wife and kids doesn't mean you can't be the best hairstylist in the world. So it's all about. Um, just reminding people that, you know, live outside boxes. You know, the only thing I like about boxes is the sound they make when I break out of them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man.
1: A, I like that. I'm going to steal that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're talking about that. I think it's interesting, too, right? Because you were like, let me go get my, my, my dip cup and my orange soda, right? Mm. And immediately I was like, wow, that's okay yeah because i get the orange soda oh yeah <laughs> but i don't get the, the you know I didn't get the dip go- tobacco thing but uh but, you know but that in and of itself you know is um is you blending cultures to form uh-huh. like who jimmy is right yeah. what, are, what are some what are some other ways that you you do that um two-part question so what are some ways that you you pull from all these different cultures just in who you are right and then how does that apply to your approach to your fans, music, the industry itself.
2: Yeah, I love so many different things. I remember one country radio guy told me, said, Jimmy, you're the only person I've ever seen with cowboy boots on and big old chains. I right. said, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I do it in my sound. Uh, a lot of my lyric would be, might be a country lyric, but the way I deliver it might be pop, might be R&B. I have a lot of hip hop influences in my stuff. A lot of Christian, and, influences and a lot of country influences. I kind of, I kind of like when I create, when I write, when I record, uh, when I produce, I kind of just know there's no rules. It's like whatever I love, put them together and figure out what sounds the best for that particular song, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like when you're creating, so many people want to have these rules like the second verse melody has to match the first first melody. I'm like, says who? Are we making this song <laughs> up or is somebody else? This is a blank canvas. Only thing right. it has to do is feel good and say something. And a lot of times, it don't even got to say nothing, as long as it feels good, because some songs are just for a vibe. You know what yep. I mean? I, like, Nashville is really great on lyrics, but L.A. is really great at capturing the vibe of the song. Really? Right. Because when people say, do you remember a... Hey, uh, uh, like, when people say, hey, do you know, do you know that song that goes they'll do a melody, they'll go da-na-na-na-na. Na, na, na. They don't quote lyrics. They don't say, do you know the song that says blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. They go with the melody, because that's mm-hmm. what that's what grabs you first. You know what I mean? That's what people yeah. tend to pull to. Like, your body, your body feels it before your brain actually picks up what's being said. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's why I feel like the first 15 seconds of the song is so important, whether it's a ballad, a mid or an tempo. people have to feel what's about to happen. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a trailer to a movie.
1: Nah, so, man, that's a great point. Do, do you feel like, um, I mean, I think it's interesting interesting too, right? I, I have a million questions, Jimmy, so forgive me. So you're, you're on the same label as Blanco, right? Yeah. Yeah, do you guys have the same A&R?
2: Well, I kind of have an AR, but I don't, because like when I when I signed to the label, I uh, there wasn't an AR position. It was Zach Cast, the head of the label, and then John Lobo, mm-hmm. not ahead head of the label, and they gave me creative control. And right. they there's an AR position now, but I feel like I'm so tuned in to what I want to do. I'm so tuned in to what my fan base is, who they are, and what they. Like for me. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, I take suggestions. I don't always listen. But at the end of the day, I'm like, look, I know what I wanna say. I know who yeah. I am. You know, now the A and R like those the A and R department, they'll send me songs. Hey, what do you think about this song? Some songs are cool, some songs fit me, some songs don't. But kinda at the end of the day, I kinda just do my own thing really. It's like I I make the record. Um, hey, you know, they'll give me the budget to go record it boom here it is yeah. I uh I picked the singles uh so it's kind of like yeah. I I feel like if it's not gonna work I'd rather me hang myself than somebody else do
1: it that's very interesting when putting it do you you feel like uh, well or, well just for the listeners too so you know in the in the country music biz for a long time, um, you had the songwriters and publishing companies pitching songs to the artists or to the labels. And I think a lot of the consolidation has blurred those lines a little bit. So guys like you who can write, create, produce your records and perform them, right, like that does work in your benefit, right? Because you could, you have more, um, uh, what's the word? You have more validation from the label, right? They're like, we'll we'll listen to you. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you did what, early on though? Did you feel like you had to push a lot with with the label?
2: Oh yeah, um, I, I feel like because to a lot of times the label they you know with I think every label they have what they think works right, mm-hmm. and what I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of labels forget is every artist is different. No artist yes. is the same. Just like students in school, not every curriculum works for every student. No, it mm-hmm. is based upon the student. I feel like the real job of the A&R department at labels are to um, uh, uh, get to know the artists, find out who they are, what they want to say, and make that better. Not change, yeah. but make it better. Um, yeah. And I just feel, I feel like that's missing now with labels yeah, it's, across it's, all genres.
1: Yeah, it's tough, and 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 data analytics have come in, and it, it's it used to be like a you know a music guy or a music woman, right? She you know she was like, I like that song, that song sounds good, and I know it's going to react, and then you sought to figure out how to how to make it work. Yeah, it feels to me now like data is driving a whole lot of the decisions.
2: Yeah, um, and, or at least the really interest. Trust right? data, you know? What I mean, like a lot of people yeah. get so fired up and excited about TikTok, but I'm like. TikTok is, doesn't mean anything. Like, you can have a song on TikTok that goes viral mm-hmm. for two days. And then what? Unless exactly. you have a label in place, management, uh, publicist and everybody to capitalize immediately on that yeah. opportunity, the moment's gone because you figure the average TikTok listener is between 12 and 22. They're not buying yep. records, they're not driving themselves to concerts. I mean, they're not no. buying merch. You know, so many yep. people are forgetting about actually building a career. Okay, say you do have one song that, that does well, what's next?
1: You know, exactly. you can't have a
2: career off of one song. You know what I mean? Uh, but what what my label's been great at, man they've they've let me be me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether because I'm pretty bullheaded anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of I'm the type. Look, this is what I want to do. I know who I am. Not everybody's not gonna like it, that's okay. Everything ain't for everybody, you know what I mean? Right, um, but they've been great at you know sending me songs because I, I, I still cut songs I didn't write. To me, a good song is a good song, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn who wrote it. Like, and hey, I, tell I was them, gonna
1: ask that question uh, next, so yeah, I tell right, them when they handle. send me
2: songs, don't even tell me the writers. I don't care who the writers are, I don't care if the writers are established for writers that nobody's ever heard of. Right. It's a good, all of my songs that with number one and all my top streaming songs are with songwriters that nobody knows who they are.
0: Right, you exactly. Know you you so. know, it, something you just said because, you, you know, you were just talking about number ones. I, I think a lot of times because even the TikTok stuff and things going, quote, you know, the whole thing going viral, I think people lose sight and like today, right, you have the nomination, right? Or last year, you have the number one and I think people, people often think it's like this all just came out of nowhere, right? It's like, Overnight, you had these things happen, and I, I, you know, not to get too much into it, but I, I still, you know, your story, you know, if I, if I'm not mistaken, is like, I mean, it definitely didn't happen for you overnight in Nashville, and that included, I mean, you know, I remember reading, or maybe you told me back when we first met, maybe you just was like, didn't you like once, I mean, just because you just you wanted it so bad, and you know, you you wanted, you had the fight and, and the passion for it, didn't you? At one point, like live live in a car, yeah, in Nashville, like just to in get in by. Nashville.
2: When I first moved, I was living in this town called Spring Hill in a trailer on 18 acres of land with no electric. I lived out there for, like, five months. Uh, wow, I, bro. Then I lived in my car. <laughs> I lived in my car from November 2007 to, like, March 2008. Um, uh, I remember one time I was broke as hell. I had literally no money. Like, I didn't I didn't eat for two days. And then uh, this guy gave me a dollar or whatever. And I went to McDonald's, got to make chicken. Cut in half, ate half on, I think it was Tuesday, the other half on Wednesday. Uh yeah, man, I feel like you gotta do what you gotta do. Like they like, and I moved to Nashville when I was 21.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so I tell people all the time, you have to do what you gotta do. Like when I see these new artists uh that don't wanna move to they want to be a country artist, but don't want to move to Nashville. They wanna be a pop artist, but don't want to move to LA. Like, well, what am I gonna do? Get a job. What are you talking about? Walmart's yeah. always hiring. Starbucks is always hiring. Uh, McDonald's is always hiring, get a job. I remember I, I I used to write songs from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then I work at Bonefish Grill from 4 to 10. Then I work at Walmart from 11 p.m. to 6 in the morning. And I did that four days a week because I realized Nashville's where I needed to be. Right. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's not that I write off artists, but when I hear artists tell me they want to be a country singer and they're not living in Nashville, I ain't got time for that. It ain't going to happen for you. I'm, just, I'm sorry. It, it ain't. It's not. Because the, the way Nash, the way country music works is they want to see you. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. They want to get to know you. You got to meet the writers. You know what I mean? You have to build those connections, and you have to build connections with people that have those relationships. You know what I mean? I, You know, there's been artists that I've met super talented but don't want to move to Nashville. Hey, I can't help you. Call me when you move. Right, <laughs> like yeah. until no, then, you know, it's
1: funny. Like, until they they called Nashville the about biggest about. little town in America, right? Yeah.
2: like everybody knows you, and you know. I and mean, it's it's a big The music, man, the, the quality of yeah. the music. You can tell someone who has been writing with Nashville writers, or somebody who might be a good singer in their little town. We all were good mm-hmm. singers in our little town, but you yeah. come to Nashville. First night I came to Nashville, I was like. <laughs> you can literally walk into any bar right. and find the best guitar players, best drummers, best oh, yeah. you've ever heard in your life.
0: You can go to the airport and see some of the best guitar. Go to the airport. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? And hear them singing in those restaurants. So it's yeah. like you can't, you know, you you, you you I had this one this one artist pitch me a song, uh they want to be a country singer. Uh he's from Ohio. Cool dude, great voice, but the song's trash. And he thinks it's a hit. Like it's not a hit, bro. Right. Like well, because he's be
0: being up. he's he's in that circle up in Ohio where of his friends and family, which you know are all telling him it's the greatest thing. Yeah, hey, you got to. He has an right experience. Better.
2: Song. There's songs I write that I'm like, nope, nobody's ever going to hear that. Keep throw that in the trash.
1: Yeah, so you're hitting on something interesting there too, right? And and so is Jeff, because um, it's not necessarily go to Nashville so you can write better songs. It's go to Nashville so you can see what better songs and hear what better songs Mm -hmm. and hear what talent looks like. If you don't, if you're not surrounding yourself by excellence, then the the peer pressure for you is really toward the mediocrity that you Mm -hmm. are surrounded by. So it's real easy for someone to hear your record if you live in Ohio or in like some tiny little town in North Carolina. And they're like, oh, man, oh, you should go. You're going to be famous. You should put that out. Uh, and then you come to Nashville and, you know, and that's why when I moved to Nashville, turned down right now. So a,
2: a lot of people moved to Nashville and they moved to East Nashville. Right. And the right. reason why I didn't move to East Nashville, the reason why I struggled to live in Brentwood, because that's where all the songwriters live. That's where yep. all the artists live. I would see them at grocery stores, at the gym. East mm-hmm. Nashville is full of, of course. East Nashville is full of artists on my level. A lot of them are jaded and yep. i'm like i want to be around the successful people i want to learn from them i don't want to yep. learn from someone who's still trying to figure it out <laughs> you know what i mean right like, you got to surround yourself with greatness man and you have to put yourself uh in that position and there's things i'm still learning um every day you know whether it's me you know i don't read a lot of books but i look up stuff on youtube i search the internet uh not only on the the music side, the actual like song side, but also like learning the business, the legal business, learning marketing, how marketing works, uh, learning promotion, mm-hmm. uh, learning the purpose of why you do things. You know what I mean? That way you can kind of have a plan, too. And the more you educate yourself, you can help hold people that work with you accountable. Right. Now, nah, we need to do it this way. We need to right, do this right. because this works best for me what i do through my socials what i do through my music if we attack it this way this will bring us closer to the result we want
0: you yeah. like exactly. no man I, hey you know honestly you you literally like took strategy to a whole new level with 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 i mean you know even down to the point of where you where you move to i mean it's just it just shows again i mean it's just you know, it's you have a vision. You know, there's you know, there's you're very methodical in the way you're doing your stuff versus just throwing everything on the wall and
2: yeah, man, you know, you what got sticks that and that's and that's what that's how you differentiate yourself and I how you win. are telling me uh, so. I just wrote a kids' book um, that comes out in July. Um, mm-hmm. I've always wondered. It's called My Voice Is a Trumpet. Um, I signed a deal with Penguin slash Flamingo, um, and people were like, "Well, you're gonna write the book, it's gonna take away from your music." Nah It actually helped. And the yeah. music can help the book, cause when we start touring again, well we're we're playing shows now, but after the book comes out, say so, okay, say so we got a show in Ohio, whatever, whatever. That morning at ten AM, what I'll do is I'll do a book signing. Yep. Make it like a golden ticket thing. Hey, if you buy a book, in out of these forty books, there's three books that has tickets to the show mm. and a meet and greet. Yeah. And then when I do my book press tour, I can talk about my music. Exactly. Like two TV shows right now. So the TV shows, everything you do in music and entertainment, if you're an artist, is marketing to get people to come to your live show. yeah, people to buy your music. To get so whether it's my TV show, whether it's the movie, whether it's the book, you know what I mean? Whether it's my production company, my publishing company, I just started uh, with Sony TV. Um, everything has a plan to pull people back to well, music. who's me We you know what I mean? Can you? Uh,
1: are you able to share some about the TV shows? I'd love to hear about that.
2: Um, I can say this. It'll be my version of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, you, Who's playing you, me? You talking... <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Donnie Wahlberg. Of if, course. If, Wahlberg, <laughs> if you're listening, Donnie, we need you on the Jimmy Allen show. Yeah. Um, and so it, no, I was, it's curious because it, I, t- I was hearing you talk about your time like coming up like in Brentwood and, and, and going where you, you need to be. Um, and I experienced something similar myself, you know, because we, you know, me and my business partners were based out of North Carolina and we decided to go to Nashville for the business. Right. We're like, We need to go. If we're going to try to be a management company, if we're going to try to do whatever, we need to be in Nashville. And we had two young artists. We had one that was in CCM Music and one in Country. Mm-hmm. and we were we were working really hard, trying to get them to write and stuff, and we found this tiny little apartment and on State Street, right behind uh, uh, West End, right? So we were like mm-hmm. in the, um, I guess at the end it was a club that we were behind. But anyway, so we were like, but, but dude, there was like five or six of us in that place, and only two, like only really one bedroom, but we converted one room into a bedroom that we put bunk beds in, And then I would sleep on the couch and would Jimmy rig a mattress and two dining room table chairs to form a box spring. And so I would sled the mattress on that and I would sleep on the mattress on top of the couch in those chairs. And but at any given time, bro, there'd be like three or four songwriters in there writing songs. There'd be artists, like we'd be having like we'd be watching the CMT Awards or the ACM Awards or whatever. Mm -hmm. And two guys would get an idea and go to one of the back rooms and start writing song ideas. Wow. And we had artists come in and out of that, and like everybody that lived in that house is still in the business. Um, like the one of the artists that got signed to a deal, another one got signed to a deal, and it's like, was everybody it the, uh, got
2: to a deal. uh, CCM artists,
1: the CCM art, no, well, the CCM artists got signed to Sony Provident, and the country artists got signed to Sony, which, National which uh, Brandon Murphy.
2: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I got a lot of my yeah. friends are in uh, uh, in, uh Christian music.
1: Oh, bet. Okay. Yeah. So we might, we might know a lot of the same people then. Um, and then we had Seth Dennis for a long time and Seth Dennis signed to Sony. Oh yeah, old Jason Owen. Yeah, man. So like, but, but what you're he's saying. He's a great though, writer, like, by the way. he's well, He's been in that way since he was 16. <laughs> it was like, we, he just could come up with it. Um, the, uh, but what you, but what you're saying is, and for, if anybody's listening to this, who is, has aspirations of the entertainment business, you have to heed like what Jimmy is saying because I count us being in Nashville as part of our success, right? It got to a point where people, when people started to recognize me, then it, you know I could wave and they'd be like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" And then you could start going, "Hey, can we get coffee tomorrow? Hey, man, I'd love to take you out of this thing." And then they'd be like, "Hey, there's a showcase. You going to the showcase? Like that happened
2: mm-hmm. because
1: I saw somebody at the grocery store." Yep. You know, and then I'm running an artist getting coffee. I'm running an artists buying groceries. I'm running an artists. Because how I, I got, but, deal
2: was so random. I was. I used to work at a gym called Prairie Life Fitness in the snack bar, uh-huh, and there was uh-huh. this kid that had my uh, old job. He said, "Cause I was still working out there."
1: Mm-hmm. He said,
2: hey, "Jimmy, I know this producer that's putting together this writers' round at Puckets. For those listening, who don't know what the writers' round is where you got three or four writers on stage, and they just go down the road singing songs they wrote. Um, whether it's for themselves or for other artists. But I said, yeah, let's do it. Because I'm looking at, it like, I'll at least get to play songs, get a free meal, and make 200 bucks. So I caught out yep. of both jobs, um and went and did it. That's how I actually met my now manager, Ash Bowers. So I got discovered at Puckett's Grocery Store in Franklin, Tennessee. Wow. After being <laughs> in Nashville for 10 years. That's where my life changed. That's and amazing. most people have this vision that they'll be at a showcase and get noticed or be playing on Broadway. Now, for me, it happened in Franklin, Tennessee, at a grocery store slash restaurant slash music venue. That's awesome. I never knew that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it's important, too, because you don't see, and artists are not very good at showing that part either, so I actually applaud you for even saying that out loud. But a lot of artists don't want to share that the hustle that they had to do for eight to 10, 12 years to get to where they go. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's real quick. But it's vacation. because you, put.
0: but it's because you went through that and you lived yeah. it that has you like, you know, literally cr- like back to what I said in the beginning, like at least to my eyes, working harder, traveling harder, nonstop, like you just said, like, thinking beyond just the music and you got all these other things which just two just doing two of these things would exhaust the average person and it's because you know and you endured and you felt like my what my fiance it was be like, years.
2: my fiance was like you taking on more so recently now now i'm the executive music producer for this new netflix show that comes out in august so they came to me to do the theme song right um mm-hmm. so i did that then they said they asked my manager what I like to be involved, and I say, "Yeah." So now my job is—they send me a matter of fact—I got to watch an episode after this. They send me episode of of the show. My job is to go in and plug in different songs and different music throughout the whole episode. So for me, it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets me in on the other side where I want to do stuff behind. You know, uh, I got a radio show on Apple Music called Wildcard Radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun. The
1: when ball- do you sleep,
2: man? Oh, yeah, that's, man. A good,
1: that's a good question. <laughs> well, and I what's can't. the name of the show? Can uh, you say the
2: name of the show? Not yet, not yet. Okay. Oh man, not I thought we were gonna get a scoop.
1: No, but uh, Sam, okay. but Sam,
0: Sam. What's better is now you know that you can send your artist's music to Jimmy, and Jimmy's gonna put it in the
1: show. Mm-hmm. No, I just no, I'm not gonna do <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Jimmy. Oh yeah, dudes. Okay, all right. Hey, I gotta I go was, back to I, so, was,
0: I gotta go back to something you both said in the beginning, because I've been sitting here right, and I don't want to sound stupid, but. The whole orange soda reference. No, <laughs> oh, no. Can I say something? Hey, did y'all see the chat? Okay, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We got okay. it. Um, it.
0: what do you call it? You guys said that, and like, just straight up, like, my whole life I've only drank orange soda, so I need to know, like, what what was the reference there? It's a black thing.
1: Yeah, in the black community, we we love our we love our grape and orange sodas. Oh, love.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not kidding you, you guys. And we love I only Kool-Aid listen. And when guys, we kool Kool-Aid, we get flavoring. Guys, guys, straight up. I only drink grape and orange soda,
1: so
2: <laughs> I
0: guess literally
1: <laughs> Um, I'm texting you something, Jimmy. Um, all right, so the I so all right, I want to jump away from the music for a little bit. And um so there has been this, it feels like a reckoning um, that's going on in Nashville now. Um, I often say it started with Jason Owens basically, I mean, not forcing, but he basically said, no, Mike Huckabee can't do this. Mm-hmm. And and then the music industry was like, you're right, Mike Huckabee, you got to bounce. Yeah. And I feel like that was a turning point in Nashville where you saw... You saw, you saw guys like, and, and for the listeners, Jason Owens, he's openly, he's openly gay, and is uh, is really powerful in the in the Nashville music yeah, scene. One of the biggest, the
2: one of the biggest managers out there,
1: boy. Yeah, he's like old, massive. Oh, Sandbox. And, yeah, and so you know he he yeah, Dan and Shay is with him. He's you know he's Little connected with and all of them. Yeah, all of them. So like, so anyway, so I always I was like, okay, that we need to keep a, a pin in that one because that means that. That there's there's an awakening happening in Nashville, and then when you know you see things going on now, it does feel like you know. And I applaud country Nashville for at least trying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did a podcast uh, where I was a guest on a podcast, and they were like, "Well, how do you feel about what's going on as far as race and, and the conversations that happen around that in Nashville?" And I was like, "I said, what's funny to me." Is that you would assume that because country is more the sound for rural America, whatever that they're the racist, they're not going to have any black people working for them. I was like, but the black—I mean, but the country record labels are hiring more black people. Mm -hmm. They are connecting with more talent. They're doing more with the on the business side that they can do. it, It feels to me like country music is trying, right? How do you? How are you navigating? some of that or do you agree or disagree and how are you navigating that and yes I do understand that you know you have a livelihood so do not say anything to get you in trouble Oh yeah
2: no nah, man <laughs> I, 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 I tell people all the time man you know things 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 take time um mm-hmm. you know we I've I've definitely seen a change in Nashville um as far as um You know, kind of people like stepping out and realizing that someone's skin color or cultural background doesn't affect how they can or can't do their job. You know, you know, um, from the artists that Labels in Nashville are starting to work with. And and it and it kind of gets to the point where people realize at some point the world is changing when it Mm -hmm. kind of forces people when you look around and you realize you're the only person with a certain hangup, you got two choices. Either get over it or get out the business. Because yeah. if you don't change with the business and evolve with the business, you'll get left behind. You'll be pushed out whether you leave or get pushed out. So right. people are are, are, are are finally realizing that, you know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. You know, if you want to do country music, you can do it. You want to do mm-hmm. pop music, I'm like, we had white rappers for how long? So why is it a big deal to have a black country artist? You uh, preach. So uh, <laughs> it's 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 one of them things where we're 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 seeing a change, you know. With myself, we're starting with the OG Charlie Pride, rest in peace, yep. and then myself yep. and Darius and Kane and, and Mickey and artist named Tierra, guy named Dalton Dover.
1: You know, one of my first management clients was Reese Palmer.
2: Reese. Hey, let yeah. go. I was about to measure her next. I yeah, was just doing her uh, she just did this show for Charlie Prowl on Apple Music I just did.
1: Yeah, man. I I love Reese, man. And and we don't live too far from each other. I have a place in uh in North Carolina near her. And so we don't get to hang out mm-hmm. as much as we used to, but we talk a lot and and, and like I, I appreciate what she how she's contributing to this conversation. And yeah I mean, she was out there when they were saying all kinds of stuff about black country artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a good. I think that's a good spot to, uh, to, to end that man. And I, I appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, and, you know, it's guys like you help guys like us kind of get, you know, get where we're going uh. and what we're trying to do. So thank you for that. Is there anything you want to, anything that you wanted to, to say to the listeners, you know, to make sure you get in before we we call it a day? Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm just going to say, hey, man, y'all live your life. You know, the only only opinion about you that matters is yours. That's it. Um, At the end of the day, I feel like everybody wants three things. We want to do what we love, we want to be loved, and we want to provide for our family. That's it. Um, No matter... And I always tell people, never let social media make you feel like what you're doing isn't good enough. Um, Like every night on stage, at the end of the show, I tell people there's no difference between the artists you see on stage and the people that humbly stay here after we leave and clean this place up. It's a job. Singing is just a job. It's just a job just like being a custodian is. It's a job just like being a janitor, uh, being a mechanic is. I feel like we all have jobs that keep the wheels of the world going. And... No matter how much money you got, when your car messes up, you need to take it to a mechanic. So, say there were no mechanics, we're all in trouble. So, we 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 all play an important role, and uh, just remember that.
0: That's awesome, man. Hey, can you tell us? Uh, you mentioned you're there with Pitbull when when we might be hearing uh, this song.
2: You know, sooner than
0: later. All right. All right. <laughs> and the premiere will be on this podcast.
2: Yeah, hey, we yeah, might it. Yeah, you come to back
1: premiere. <laughs> yeah
0: awesome man hey as i said man I, I to this day i don't know why the hell two grown men you know that that have wives and everything i don't know why we uh, found each other on on facebook and slipped into instant messages it's it, it baffles me but I'm, I'm glad we did man i'm glad you're a friend you and did, man you know and honestly like i say to you man every time every time i see you win or do something and i sit there and i'm like i just there is like a sense of pride just because you are the people that don't get to know you, like you and I've, you know, we've been able to hang out in person when I, you were just one of the most like down to earth, humble person that wants to help people. I mean, not to get too into, I mean, you know, even when I was working with an artist r- recently, like you had an opportunity for a people magazine thing you were doing and you said, Hey, I want to have this person be involved because it can help them. Like you even in during beginning of COVID, you know, you, you were the only artist, you were the only artist that was featuring on your live stream, um, you know, artists that nobody knew you know and so you know i commend you for that and you know people love and they want to support the likability factor and the only thing we got to figure out is you know to get these uh you know i know they're just popularity contests from inside but you know so we, we gotta get more of these nominations otherwise i'm going to uh, boycott my ballot next year <laughs> Did you hear that acm <laughs> Exactly.
2: <laughs> come, man. I, I look at it like this to me the biggest award is the reward and my reward is getting to do what i love for a living
1: and that's it for today, folks. Thanks again for listening. As always, hit that follow button. Definitely share it with all your friends. And don't forget to follow us over on Facebook. We have been and will always be Gokano and the Fish. Peace.